putting on my late night FM DJ voice for this podcast, because here I am. Well, it's really not late at night. It's 930. Just feels late. You know what I'm saying? Uh, welcome back to the Frank James podcast. Today, we're, we've got another podcast about creativity. Because, you know, I've found that that seems to be the thing that people comment the most about when they talk about the podcast to me. It's kind of a weirdly constructed sentence. When they talk about this thing to me. But yeah, and creativity is, it's a fascinating subject to me because... I mean, who knows? Maybe we're just romanticizing something that's as simple as making crap up. But perhaps uh, creativity is something special that, you know, is some kind of process that is not, you know, not really, I don't know, not really explainable fully. There's, there's some element of mystery to it. You know, in the same way that just the creation of a human life. I mean, we know how it happens, you know, without getting to without even getting PG here. We know how it happens. But like what where does the life come from? You know, it's like we know how to write a song. But where does the life of the song where does the you know, anyone can put notes on a thing, you know, notes on a staff or a stave, if you will. But not everyone can write, hey, Jude, you know, like, where is that element of the spirit of the creativity that comes into it, the spirit of the new of because, you know, all the arts are so limited. You know, a painting is limited by however many colors there are. Yeah, okay, there's a lot of different shades of colors. Okay, but there's, you know, we all know we're looking at green, there might be a 100 different varieties of green, but we all know it's green. Like, you know, you're not fooling anyone. It's all just mixtures of different colors. Um, so it's limiting, you know, in a canvas, you know, uh, even a big canvas is still a canvas. But the the part that's limitless about it is the imagination, the creativity, what the idea is that's gone into it. Like, what is the the unknowable thing that has come to life in the work so that's why I'm fascinated w- with it. Like, this was a big introduction for not exactly what the podcast is about. But what I wanted to talk about is quantity versus quality, because we get it uh, banged into our heads all the time in many different areas of life, quality over quantity. But I always have wanted to, you know, there's something in me that always wants to make the opposing argument that, you know, I don't like to just settle for what the majority always says. So I like to argue for quantity as well as quality, especially when it comes to those of us who are creative, who are trying to, you know, put out works of art, whatever they may be, or, you know, it doesn't even have to be art as such, you know, like you, my YouTube videos, I have said before that I consider them art, but I'm sure there are many people who don't consider their YouTube videos to be art at all. But they are creative. So let's not just limit it to art, you know, creative works, creative crafts. Quantity is important. You can't focus on the quality to the point where you only come out with one work every blue moon. You know, there, I guess I just come from a school of thought. It's not really a school of thought. I just come from a point of view of if you're not pushing yourself to make more, 
you're not exploring your full potential and that if you're trying to be safe and make sure that you work things out and be perfect, you're, I mean, you probably will come out with some good stuff, but you probably will miss out on a lot of stuff because creativity is in a way like a lightning rod that's conducting something outside of us and the ideas that come to us for creative works may never come again or they in that moment they only work in that moment that we receive them the first time and you got to like follow through right away or it's gone i mean and every creative idea has a different lifespan because and it really depends on what the work is but i could imagine there are songwriters who had a song that entered into their mind 10 years before they wrote it down but you know i feel like that's probably got to be the exception not the rule like songs being shorter forms probably you like you you write them pretty quickly after they come into your mind but then on the other hand longer form things like maybe a symphony that you know as opposed to a three minute song that might be cooking up there a little longer or a novel like the idea for a novel might need to be marinating in your brain for years before you can get it out there because it's complex it's not simple but if you're not working on it if you're not trying to get it out into reality, I think it's going to take a lot longer than if you just like wrote some crap, <laughs> you know, just got some quantity out there. Like I'll give you an example. This isn't great because it's like it's not like I'm a published author or anything, but I have written pat myself on the back. I have written the first draft of a novel. OK, <laughs> and OK, it's, you know. It like it's a personal accomplishment to have written something that's a long work. That's the kind of thing that a lot of most people haven't done. Most people will never do, even if I never publish it, even if no one else ever reads it. But it took years before I even could get into the book that ended up being written, and it took many false starts. Like the and the initial idea ended up not being anything really like the book that I wrote. But I had to write several false starts, some of which I got like 50 pages into before I abandoned them in order to get to the real one, to the right one, or just to get to something where I could convince myself that I was capable of continuing on. And uh, in a way, even though it it ended up only being one manuscript that's been sitting in my computer, not really being looked at or toyed with for the last three years dear lord it it was a matter of quantity over quality because i had to like just start writing start getting something out there until i hit the roadblock and had to stop and rethink and go back to the drawing board i think that's what you know back in the old bugs bunny cartoons where there would be something i forget exactly what cartoon i'm thinking of might have been multiple ones where something would go awry and they'd say well back to the old drawing board And so many of us want to just stay at the drawing board until we've got the perfect thing, which, you know, I highly recommend you do if you are like a aerospace engineer who is designing, you know, a rocket to go to the moon. But if you're just an uh, artist, yo, (laughs) you know, if if the work is just creative stuff, a story, a song, a painting, a YouTube video, whatever it is, if that's your field of work, you got to just kind of get the stuff out there to see if it works rather than stay at the drawing board forever. 
I mean, obviously, everyone's situation is different. I guess like a published author who has a big contract where it's like, I need to, I need a hit, you know, I need to really follow up my last book, which was a big hit with another big hit. That can be where you might want to spend more time at the drawing board. But even so, that goes back to the last podcast I made about stop caring about stuff. And I talked about the sophomore slump. And I think that's part of it is like when people make their first work, or a like the first big work that's successful of theirs, they don't care as much because the stakes aren't as high, the expectations aren't as high, and in a way, they're just like, let me just get something out there. And then once they have to meet certain expectations, they spend more time at the drawing board overworking something in order to get it just right. And then when they come out with it, it's not as good as what they could have done if they had just like stopped caring and just done something and just gotten it out when they could have. And so many of us are afraid of just doing something and then having to go back to the drawing board when it doesn't work. But that's the creative process. You have to like do stuff that fails because, you know, half of art, half of creativity is the audience. And even if you're like totally tuned into the audience, you can't always predict what's going to happen, what's going to, you know, how they're going to react. Like you have to be a special talent to hit it out of the park every time. And it happens every once in a while. And part of it is also like, the mythos of a creator and if you don't have much of it like you know I always talk about the Beatles this might as well just be the Beatles analogy podcast but you look at them for eight years in the 60s everything they came out with was a big hit and I feel like part of it is they produced so much it was a lot of quantity in eight years they came out with like 13 albums now not all of them were fully you know like 10 tracks that they wrote you know there's yellow submarine where they only wrote a few new ones there's magical mystery tour although that they came out with 13 albums plus a bunch of singles that never made it on albums so many of which made number one so they were like super prolific to you know to put it into context so that's 13 albums in eight years if i think that's the numbers i could be wrong but compare that to Coldplay in eight years between 2000 and 2008 came out with what Parachutes, Rush of Blood to the Head, X and Y, and Viva La Vida. They came out with four albums. Four albums in eight years versus 13 in eight years. Now, both are bands that I like very much. You might even say love, but the Beatles came out with, uh, you know, a multitude more work and it was all really good and they had some duds but the the point I guess I was trying to make is there was something about the mythos that they had and the popularity which perhaps made the audience more likely to enjoy their stuff even if it was occasionally a few songs here and there were clunkers but I think that mythos also got into the creators heads where they were like I can make anything and it's good obviously they were talented but it's like there's a certain level of catching lightning in a bottle with this stuff where it's like yeah they were talented but I feel like if they weren't also popular maybe they wouldn't have written those songs because they wouldn't have it would have it's a whole mind game when you get confident you're like I can make anything and people will like it and then there's the the mythos (laughs) that makes people like it more and then it's actually good also because you're creating good work because you know they're going to like it. It's like this whole big cycle. And it's always better to feed into that with more quantity than to just try to get quality and, you know, dither and uh, worry about it at the drawing board. 
by contrast, you know, I don't know what Coldplay's uh, system of creativity was like, but it's, you know, I'm sure they've focused way more on touring because that's where the money is at. Plus, I can, having gone to a Coldplay concert, I can tell you that they write the, they have to write the songs thinking about the stadium show. So I get why they don't write as much. But, I mean, you just think about were those four albums really that much better than if they had just put out something every year for eight years? I doubt it. Like, I feel like they could have probably gotten more quantity out and it would have caused more quality. I think that's the whole point of this is that quantity is related in some kind of ratio to quality and that it's not like there is a point where it breaks down and there's diminishing returns. But I think a lot of creative, creative, (laughs) I keep trying to say creativity people, a lot of creative people don't push themselves to put out enough work. And that's like an issue because then their their quality doesn't get better as quickly as it could have if they just turned out more stuff. And it's related to the last episode where when they spend more time on something, they become they care too much. They get too wrapped up in it. They make the stakes too high for themselves. And, it's, you know, a lot of creative stuff, if you get your, your identity and your ego into it too much, that will hold you back. And you just have to realize, yeah, this isn't really about me. This is about me just, like, putting together something outside of me. And the more stuff you try, the more stuff you put out there, the more likely it is that you will start to figure out what is good and what works and what people like. And uh, that's why I tend to advocate quantity as much as quality. I err on the side of more quantity until it starts to really break down and you're like, okay, I need to pull back. <laughs> I, need to, I need to quantity a little bit less. You know what I'm saying? Less quantity. Let's focus on the quality. That's really, I guess that's all I have to say. I don't want to belabor a point here. So thanks for listening. If you're listening on iTunes or some other platform that lets you rate it i'd love it if you gave me a rating rated this podcast five star five star please and hopefully i'll come back with another episode at some point but thanks for listening appreciate you check me out on youtube if you for some reason haven't frank james this is my podcast see ya bye